Hi everyone! This movie, Downsizing, brings Matt Damon up, and he is small, just like me! Alright, we got, we got two things we gotta follow up on before we, uh, we get into a movie. Number Let's one. Let's do it! Friend of the show, Matt Glover, made a great meme of you... <laughs> On the top of this picture, and if you're listening to this podcast in a decent podcast app, uh, you should see this picture up here uh, in the app as we begin to discuss it. But this meme on top is a p- image of Thanos from the new Infinity War movie uh, with your head photoshopped as Thanos. Yes. Uh, and, and those who have seen the movie know that Thanos wants to destroy half of the universe uh, because reasons. <laughs> and then underneath this photoshopped image of you is a Heinz tomato ketchup bottle whisking away into Dusting dust. away. Thanks, Matt Glover. It is fantastic. And yes, if I had the Infinity Stones, my first <laughs> and par- possibly only uh, power, because I think it's a one-time use kind of thing, mm. ketchup. Unlike Thanos, I hold ketchup uh, more of a personal choice. I don't wish to rid the world of it. I mm-hmm. just wish to to rid my life of it. <laughs> and you sent me, or no, you you tweeted at me. Yeah. However, yes, the, however, the the yeah. Twitter works. Since you just recently started following me, <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> Right now that we're friends, Steve, I can uh, I can Finally. follow you. Um, yeah, you sent me a video showing someone <laughs> scoop out what looks like ketchup flavored ice cream. That's right. It may be the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I I hope that that Heinz ketchup um, thing stuck in the gelato is a photoshopped element because I could not handle it if it was actually <laughs> ketchup themed. I don't yeah, I don't know if that's real or not. I even I who do in, I do enjoy ketchup on different foods. I would not want an ice cream flavored like ketchup. I feel like that's a terrible idea. But do you like regular tomato juice like as a drink or do you see that as the abomination it is? <laughs> I don't Those see it as an abomination. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. See growing up. So growing, growing, you're either with me or you're against <laughs> This this is why you are Thanos, basically. Now, growing up, my father enjoyed all the tomato variants. Uh, tomato soup, tomato juice, uh, just straight tomatoes. And I, I was, like your... I was thinking you were about to go into a list of like 20 things. I was like, man, there are more <laughs> tomato-based things than I thought. Okay. Uh, there's lots of You got fried green tomatoes. You got... Tomatoes. Uh, Keep going. I got nothing. Uh, I, I should have pulled up a list. A marinara, <coughs> tomato mm, base. True, true. Um, so anyway, my father enjoyed all the tomato variants, and I like your hatred for the tiny onions on a McDonald's hamburger. I hated tomato stuff, so I did not partake of any tomatoes until much later in life. And now I get down with tomatoes. I enjoy a good tomato soup. I have not yet crossed into the tomato juice. I don't, I don't know if I like tomato juice yet or not. The second thing that we need to discuss <laughs> is, is you stayed at a hotel recently and sent me some pictures from both the check-in counter and the room. 
I and did. I was great, greatly disturbed <laughs> that a hotel like this actually exists and that someone I know personally would stay there. Right. I'm going to say the name because uh, I'm okay burning the future bridge of they're not their sponsor sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not going to sponsor this show. Okay, okay. I stayed at a Red Roof Inn. Mm. Um, I've stayed at a couple before. I could almost hear you kind of gasping when I texted the word Red Roof Inn to you. Um, but yeah, it was... Mm. The checking counter was, you know, like a bulletproof glass. Slide your mm. card underneath. They slide it back to you. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I could kind of hear through a couple like board holes through the glass. You know what the what the person <laughs> on the other side was saying. And you pick uh, my phone like if you were in a prison. <laughs> yeah, and we both <laughs> touched the glass with our palms right. to show oh, some I sort would, of connection. Wah. I wouldn't touch that glass for a hundred dollars. <laughs> You know someone's Ugh. licked that glass. Ugh. Um, no. Yeah, and in in the bed, when I pulled back the comforter, you know, the, the <laughs> thing you should never sit on because apparently they never wash it. Um, the duvet? Yeah. I Well, duvet is the most generous, yeah, classy yeah. term for what was on this bed. I pulled that back, and I found what appeared to be, it was either like a really overgrown toenail. Oh. But I think it was more like a crispy onion like you would find in a green oh. bean casserole, like those fried onions. Um, <sighs> found a couple of those bits in there. That was disturbing. Um, and then one of the nights that I came back to relax in my hotel room, uh, the sheriff was pounding loudly on the room next to mine. And uh, when I walked in, they said, um, Hello. Uh, I said, hey, is it cool if I go into my room or just like an active crime scene? And they're like, no, uh, you're all good. Uh, pounding will stop here in a bit. And then they proceeded to yell that, like, come out of your room. The sheriff is here. I'm going to include a couple of these photos in the show notes if, if that's okay with you, just so the listeners can enjoy the idea of you staying in this place for three nights in a row. Sure. Well, and here's the moral Oof. of the story. Mm, I will yes. no longer stay in Red Roof Inns. This was my own doing. I booked this hotel myself. I wanted to mm-hmm. save, you know, the 25 bucks a night mm. from a, a civilized hotel. And I went to this one and Ugh. I regret it. I laid in the bed dreaming of bed bugs, you know, oh. kind of keeping my feet away from the bottom of the bed because I know they congregate around the seams. Oh, Nate, this is, I can't go on. This is. All right, so we watched a strange movie, Nate. Yes, indeed. Now, someone someone suggested this. Is that accurate? Yes. I believe this was Chelsea Austin, um, a friend, a fellow chalk artist, and Twitter follower. Okay. Well, this, this movie was interesting. It is called Downsizing, starring Matt Damon. And I have two disclaimers before we begin discussing this movie. Number one. All right. It is billed. It is billed as a sci-fi drama comedy. <laughs> Three genres: sci-fi, drama, comedy. Right. I I challenged that you only get two out of three of those in any given situation. You know, I I don't Which know. Which of the of any two? S- well, I think you can get 
two out of those three in any given movie. I mean, I think you can do a sci-fi sure. comedy a la Starship Troopers or the Evolution movie, as previously discussed. Yes. And you can do sci-fi dramas, maybe even sci-fi drama thriller a la Gravity with George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. But to have a sci-fi drama comedy, I feel, is not possible. You're, you're going to get half of any one of those. And in this and case, it, for downsizing, the, yes, I feel like there was it was not really a comedy. I would consider it a sci-fi drama because I did not laugh once. Your thoughts? I think you're right. I think comedy is the, the least of those three. When I first saw who was going to be in it and I saw the Jason Sudeikis and Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even Christoph Waltz, I thought, okay, I, I could see this being pretty funny. But you're right. Yeah. I think it wasn't really funny. And so to my second disclaimer, I watched this movie using a service that we both know and love called VidAngel. <laughs> now, you stayed on that bandwagon through thick and yes, thin. I am still, and which I went to their website the other day, and they, they have a whole page dedicated to donations and petitions to try and petition the government that they stay in business and um, are allowed to continue doing what they're doing. I've never heard of a, a business that is more constantly at the <laughs> risk of no longer existing just day, day to day. Could you explain to our listeners what VidAngel is? Absolutely. So VidAngel is a modern... Brought to you by VidAngel. <laughs> and go. So to explain, let me go back in time a little bit. Because I owned a, a pre-existing version of this kind of service. Called the mute button. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Called the ClearPlay DVD player. I don't know if you had heard of this. Ooh, is this like the Game Genie? uh, It is is like that. It is like that. So it was a DVD player that had a USB port. And what you could do is by paying $10 a month for the ClearPlay service, you can download movie filters onto a USB stick, plug it into this DVD player, and then put in a movie of your choice, DVD, and choose what you would like filtered out, either profanity or nudity or violence, or whatever it is that you chose to filter out, you could do it with these with this DVD player from ClearPlay. There were a couple of issues with it. It did not work well with rented movies, so like red boxes. It just, the DVDs wouldn't play, and it wouldn't work very well. And then with the advent of streaming technologies like Roku, Apple TV, all that kind of stuff, uh, everyone stopped using DVDs, and ClearPlay did not uh, pivot like Netflix did, and so they went away. But, lo and behold, to our rescue came VidAngel, a service that allows you to stream movies from various providers and lets you also filter and choose what you would like filtered to the granular degree that you can choose to filter out individual curse words in a movie and not others. And uh, for this movie, I believe there was about 150 different options for filtering uh, from between profanity, nudity, crude humor, all that kind of stuff. So that is what VidAngel is. And also, the issue is movie makers and such um, a lot of times don't like their movies altered. And many 
movie houses block their movies from services like VidAngel. And so it's really only a very select number of movies that you can get through VidAngel. And it only works through Netflix and Amazon Prime rentals. So it does not, like you can't rent from iTunes and then filter through VidAngel. And there's a lot of stuff that's just not, it'll say block. Like you can go to VidAngel's website and say, these movies are not available for filtering. So anyway. Okay, so what you said about about VidAngel and watching of this movie is perplexing because I watched this movie, I believe I used Google Play to rent it, and I believe I was getting the original uh, cut of this movie. Yeah. It, I felt like you wouldn't have missed a whole lot by filtering it because it felt like most of the language uh, was in one scene at the end with good old Nocklen. The premise of this movie and the reason why it's sci-fi is because this is the future and scientists have figured out a way to make human beings like a one thousandth their size. Very Honey, I Shrunk the Kids proportion, I believe. And by doing this as a person, you can, whatever money that you have, it may be a small amount in big people terms or normal size but if you shrink down you can use that money to great effect and you'll essentially be rich i mean just imagine one slice of bread for a person that is you know a few millimeters tall you know you could do the math and extrapolate that's all the other things well and and they talk about planes and there's a there's a scene at the end where matt damon and his counterpart are in a plane and like half of it is normal size people and the other half are all tiny people and I could just imagine airlines loving it because you can fit a billion more of these tiny people on sure. a plane. And one of the comments is like, yeah, every seat is first class. And it's like, well, yeah, duh, because it takes up like one square inch But once for you every fly person. to where you're going, what do you do next? Is like, like, literally, <laughs> I saw someone carrying around small people in what looked like a terrarium for yeah, people exactly. earlier on. But like, yeah, all right, yeah. there's they, they take you to your gate. Like what then? Like you have to rely on someone to drive you around. You have to rely on someone to like. Right. I'd love to, see, take, I'd like, love to see like two small people running through the airport trying to get to their terminal, <laughs> almost getting stepped on. No one almost gets stepped on in this movie. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids taught me that is right. that giant Oreos and ants mm-hmm. are the three things to worry about. And if you can ride a giant bee when you're small, oh yeah, do it. If you could do it, do it. Yep. So, as Matt Damon is in this leisure land, we come to find out through a course of events that there is also a slum on the outer skirts of leisure land. Uh, strangely, all Hispanic, except for the one outside main outside of the wall. Character. Outside of the wall, the Great Wall that Matt Damon also starred in. And uh, it is clear that these people, through whatever course of events, may be shrunken against their will, like our our main uh, female character opposite Matt Damon, or whatever, couldn't afford the nice leisure land, uh, right. are in this slum. And so even in this, again, like this dystopian idea of, you know, everyone can be small and rich, there is still the poor outer skirt slum where there's a lot of people still there suffering. So Right. As we talked about in a previous episode, in that dystopian future, there's mm-hmm. always a group. Yep. In the That's right. Uh, so we, we meet Nok Lan, uh, the, the Vietnamese activist. Right. Um, and I will only say a couple things because I'm a white man and I literally cannot. 
Thank you. The the accent uh, that she chose, this was a choice, an acting choice, right? Uh, was really something. And I was distracted by it for the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. I can't tell if it's an accurate uh, accent or not. It's It sounded not, but I can't know. I don't know for sure how like how great like how spot on that was um my right. my only other um you know interactions with that are through uh the kid from temple of doom <laughs> and i right. have been so good and i am not going to do any um attempts at this accent again because i'm a white man and that would be <laughs> yeah, very insensitive and I feel like because this movie built itself as a sci-fi drama comedy, maybe that accent is supposed to come across as funny. I hope and they were trying to play it for laughs, but that was my thought. I thought this is supposed to yeah. like make me laugh, but it and doesn't. And her character is supposed to, no, and her character I guess is supposed to be funny because she's kind of abrasive and she tells him constantly like, do this, do this. You know, she's, right. she's pushy and like, I could tell that she's supposed to be some of the comic relief, but the accent and just honestly the overall like sadness of this movie, like it did not come across as funny. Right. She was forced to be downsized uh, from her country. She, right. she snuck right. into the U S in like a TV box. She was the only right. survivor of this, you know, transportation in a yes yeah, so it was, it was strange right and yeah. she yeah so, she's missing a, a leg so i hope they weren't playing that for laughs it was a, yeah i right. had, some, I had right. some problems with how this was presented i agree and so through the relationship matt damon develops with her he kind of gets some fulfillment from helping the people in this slum because of the limited medical knowledge he has he's able to help them or whatever right so they begin to develop a relationship matt damon is helping these people and then towards the end of the movie they go on a trip with matt damon's rich uh foreign neighbor dushan played by christoph waltz and conrad (laughs) honestly uh those two characters i kind of liked like i was down (laughs) dushan was great dushan was great and so they say they've been invited to go to the original colony in Norway. And so they go, they meet like the original scientist who developed the downsizing technique and come to find out uh, as they travel over there that Antarctica is melting and the end of the world is impending. Right. Which the core I has stopped spinning. <laughs> which I said, end of the world movie, you have my attention. <laughs> and no, so, like, like not immediately, a couple hundred years. Right, but they so they see they find this colony, many of which were the original downsized people, and they have built this <laughs> this uh, bubble one kilometer into the Earth's crust. Again, very core like. Somehow, there's some thread through all these movies that we're watching, mm-hmm. a little bit like the Pixar theories, mm-hmm. and they're going to go down this one kilometer tunnel to this civilization they've developed in this metal bubble down there. And shut the door, wait a few thousand years for the earth to reset through a course of, you know, storms and and whatever, you know, end of the world stuff is going to happen to come out and continue the human species uh, because everyone else is going to be dead. Right. Uh, continue it on a on small scale. 
which I have to chime in here. They lived outside. This colony is not in a bubble. This is just out in the world. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. I I assume there is snowfall. Can you imagine five inches of snowfall? Um, A a gentle dusting. (laughs) It'd be terrifying. Any creature, and this is something that this movie never talks about. You move yourself down the food chain, mm-hmm. like seventy-five percent down by by right. like you are susceptible to almost everything. A curious turtle would uh, just destroy oh, the entire man. colony. I, I'd ride that terrible. turtle, a. But <laughs> if I, but yeah, the if it was a snapping <laughs> Please. turtle. <laughs> Please, listeners, Matt Glover, Photoshop. get on that. <laughs> Photoshop a small Nate Baranowski riding a turtle, and right. uh, yeah, we'll uh, I don't know, do something. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. We'll get his T-shirt. But like this, they're gonna come out of there three thousand years later. We're not quite sure what the animal life will be like on Earth. Right. But Roach, roaches, roaches, roaches. Oh, and, but um, right. But like the roaches, if they're ruling the Earth, you're gonna have a battle for supremacy with roaches because mm, you will right. emerge from this tunnel. Little people. Now that would be an epic end of the world movie. Man versus Roach. I saw no. Anyway. I saw no. Well, no. Maybe I saw a dragonfly. I just saw no bugs. I, they do. Not yeah, they show animals. a dragon. They show a dragonfly silhouette against a leaf as they're taking a horse ride to this colony, and that's the only. That's the only thing you get. Yeah, it's like, the only like, bone oh, they throw some, you. There's some butterflies up in the air. Like no yeah, butterfly yeah. swooped down and attacked. And those butterflies, I would think they would cause some kind of tornado uh, <laughs> with these tiny people. Right. Anyway, I have, a, I have a problem. I don't know how they built this shelter as tiny people unless they somehow commandeered normal-sized people to maybe build it and dig this one-kilometer hole, and then those big people shrunk down. I, I have a problem with the shelter. Right. So. They, they shrunk down some animals, too, uh, because they live their life right. like a, a normal a provincial town. Right. So there's a scene where he is he has entered the tunnel, the door is about to close, and his friends and they're all outside the door. And I, I was I was invested in this moment. You know, I was I didn't know if he was gonna go down the tunnel with this mm-hmm. uh, end of the world cult or go back out to be with his love and stay in the real world. And uh I was a little not on the edge of my seat. I was maybe uh, you know, two thirds from the edge. But uh it was a it was a good moment and he decides to stay with her. And they go back and help um, the people in the slum, and the movie ends. And wait for the the world to end. That's it. Waiting on the world to change. Hmm, it's a good song. Um, yep, yep, that was it. <laughs> this this movie took a turn that I did not expect, and right. I think it took, in my opinion, it took a less interesting, thought provoking turn as it became more about just helping people as the world ends and protecting the earth versus the the interactions with like earlier on in a bar a a guy kind of drunkenly says like you shouldn't even get a full vote you're a drain on society that's an interesting premise that i'd love to see worked out like what do the big people think about this right because we do we lose any connection to normal sized people like a third through this movie. Right. Like once Matt Damon gets divorced, we kind of stick with the small people for the rest of the time and 
don't see a ton of interaction. Could you explain this to me? Why, how, where, when? <laughs> yes. The Conrad are, or maybe it was Dushan. Dush- they yeah. have a, a yacht, a, a, a houseboat, uh, yes. that at some point in time we see uh, traveling somewhere in Scandinavia uh, right. to this colony. Why they're in this little boat, but were they dropped off by a bigger boat? Or did, at first I thought, said, did they just sail across the ocean in a no, no, no. <laughs> two foot? So Matt, da- Matt Damon asks him, how do you get this from here to there? And he says, FedEx, my boy, gets there faster than I do. So FedEx, apparently. Oh, okay. Which I guess Name some normal sized person has to reach in to that dome of Leisureland and pick up the yacht and put it in a box for him. An interesting part that we never see. Exactly, yeah. It would be interesting to see those. All right. Well, Nate, let us rate this movie. All right. Zero to five gingerbread men. (laughs) What say you of this movie? This This is a tough one. It is. I... We'll give downsizing two and a half gingerbread men. Mm. Mm. Right down the middle has such an interesting premise. I could talk about the implications of four-inch people for a while, and I think we already have. (laughs) Um, But the movie doesn't go the places that I think it will. Right. And... I think Matt Damon's wasted in this movie. I believe yeah. they could have had, and I think Paul Giamatti was going to originally take this role. I think they could have had just about anyone in this role. And if I feel like you could replace the main character with any actor and they get the job done, he's sort of just a vanilla main character. And I think yeah. uh, Matt Damon was wasted. And I, I wouldn't want to watch this movie again. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I don't want to say three. That's too high. Two, and I feel two is too low. Too low. <laughs> two is too low. So I'm gonna give it. What is two, right in between? <laughs> I'm gonna give it two point seven five, slightly higher. Only because I do. I am interested in the questions it brings up. You know, I I don't think it addresses them super well or even asks the question super well you know like the philosophical is it good to be shrunken down (laughs) would the world be better if every single person was shrunk down you know it's hard to it's hard to know should we be able to force people to shrink down yeah i mean there's there's a lot of deep questions but they were interesting i you know i was invested in what matt damon was going to do was he going to go to the center of the earth or was he going to stay with his love interests it was interesting um it was not funny though and mm. it was honestly pretty sad most of the time. But it at least made me feel something unlike Gods of Egypt, which I felt nothing. So I'll give it 2.75. So we have a, a top five today that I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. This is your suggestion. The top five Matt Damon movies. Now, going back through his IMDb history, this is a this is a tough list that is correct T- 
to do a top five. And so, unlike we unlike talk- last week, there are many movies that fall in this category. <laughs> exactly. Now, I have one big disclaimer that I would like to uh, to begin before we even do honorable mentions. I have not seen Goodwill Hunting front to back. Okay. I understand and have heard from many people that it is an excellent movie. I have seen clips from the movie mm-hmm. uh, with Robin Williams and Matt Damon. Right. And they, they seem exceptional. Exceptional, And so I'm sure this movie should be in a top five. But because I have not seen it and did not take the time to see it in the past week, I'm not including it in my top five. So, that, But that okay. is why. I will, do the, I will do the same I will say the exact same thing for a different movie. I have yes. not seen front to back Saving Private Ryan. Mm. I've seen really. I have seen maybe the first thirty to forty-five minutes of it, and I've seen little clips here and there. But that is a movie that I can't. Uh, I couldn't, in good conscience, conscience. Yep. yep. Say that. Uh, uh, mm. It was top five, even though again that one may be deserving as well. Interesting. <laughs> and so, a non-honorable mention, I do want to say <laughs> The Great Wall, <laughs> starring Matt Damon, which I have seen, and is pretty bad. Pretty. He's bad. done a, a cu- just, a, just a couple movies that you go, oh, like, I've seen Stuck on You uh, with hey, him and okay. Greg Kinnear uh, stuck together as conjoined <laughs> twins. Uh, played as a as a gag. That's pretty bad. The Brothers Grimm. I in two thousand five was released. I mm-hmm. rented that movie with my then girlfriend, now wife, in hey. two thousand five, and we got through approximately twenty minutes of it and turned it off because it was so bad. Mm. It maybe it maybe picked up after the first twenty minutes, but yeah, that was rough. All right. Well, let's go to honorable mentions. I only have one. All right, you're and going is, first this week. Right, right. So my honorable mention is Elysium, <laughs> starring Matt Damon. <laughs> Again, an end-of-the-world dystopian movie. I'm so proud I'm of you not about. putting that in your top five. I was sure I, this was going to sneak in. <laughs> I understood that this did not belong in a top five. And honestly, I didn't like it that much. So, you know, not it was not deserving. But I saw it. I enjoyed it. And so it is my honorable mention to you. All right, excellent. Um, I have one honorable mention as well. Yes. It is Interstellar. Mm. Uh, and because this is my list, I can kind of choose how I want to rate it. Uh, Matt Damon doesn't play a huge role in this right. movie. Um, and the movie itself is interesting, as we spoke at a pre- on a previous podcast. Um, yes. So Murph. Interstellar. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Interstellar. Well, that's a great segue because my number five pick is actually Interstellar. And I, I included it knowing that he had a, a minor role. But I have to say, he did such an um, excellent job making you sympathize and hate his character. Mm. And that scene with him and Matthew McConaughey where he leaves him for dead you know, cracking his uh, his right. helmet kind of and apologizing at the same time. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, I got to do this, but know, uh, it's either you or and me. Then, and then he, you know, messes up the whole uh, getaway ship. You know, with his poor docking skills. I I thought it was a 
extremely tense and excellent scene. And so I, but I understand it's a small role, but I did put him, uh, that is my number five interstellar. All right. My number five Matt Damon movie is goodwill hunting. I have seen this movie all the way through. Uh, Matt Damon is great in it. Um, Robin Williams is better in it, but this is not a Robin Williams list. Um, (laughs) So goodwill hunting number five. Very good. So my number four, and I don't, we might need to discuss this um, rating philosophy, but I put as number four as the entire Born Identity series. Okay. Now, if if you peg me down to choose a movie, I can probably choose one, but I feel like these movies are consistent, and <laughs> albeit pretty similar. You know, Matt Damon as a sure. covert action star. Yes, uh, but I really enjoy them. I think they're done well. They're engaging. And so I'm going to put the Bourne movies in my number four slot. Wonderful. I w- I will uh, hold off on talking more about them. Okay, very good. Because they may come later for me. <laughs> okay. Number so four yours. for me, Ocean's Eleven. Right. Sp- specifically Ocean's Eleven and not Ocean's Twelve nor Ocean's Thirteen. Mm. Um, I absolutely love this movie. Matt Damon is not one of my top five characters in this movie. I think there are so many great characters. He's just kind of part of the ensemble cast, and he works fine in it. (laughs) But I don't, yeah, he doesn't necessarily shine in this movie. But as a movie, Ocean's Eleven had to be in my top five because I love it. Yes. And that's great because my number three I put the Ocean series, but I agree that Ocean's Eleven is the best. And so I, I think I'm just going to go with Ocean's Eleven. The scene with George Clooney and Matt Damon speaking in code. Yes. To like one of their informants is just one of the most hilarious scenes. And, uh, yeah, just that entire movie is, is so good. Yes. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Ocean's Eleven as well. Great stuff. All right. For me, my number three movie is The Rainmaker. Mm. a young Matt Damon performance. I think he, as far as like him carrying it, he plays Rudy Baylor in the movie. Um, kind of a young up and coming guy taking mm-hmm. on the man. Um, he's fantastic in it. It's a great movie. Number the three. Rainmaker. I don't know if I'd ever even heard of that. N- not to be confused with Rain Man. With Tom no, no, Cruise. And uh, Dustin Hoffman, yeah, right. This is Danny DeVito, John Voight. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna re- go back and <laughs> add one more honorable mention <laughs> because scrolling through his IMDb, I I am reminded of it now. Is we bought a zoo? No, 2011. No, <laughs> no, vetoed. No. Why? <laughs> My wife loves that movie. I find it's it good movie annoying. <laughs> it's a family friendly, feel good. It movie. is. It is. Okay. Anyway. We bought a uh, zoo. Okay, just, <laughs> just mentioning it. All right. My number two pick is, in fact, Saving Private Ryan. Mm. Because I have seen it multiple times. It is an excellent movie. I suggest you also watch it uh, front to back. Okay. Um, because it's it's just great. That's all I need to say. So that's my number two. He plays Private Ryan in that movie. He, is, he is Private Ryan, yes. Needs saving. Right. That's right. All right, for me, my number two 
is The Martian. Mm. I think I think this may be one of again, I guess I have it as number two. Matt Damon is excellent in this role. Really I really enjoyed this movie and he carries a scene all by himself, shows off some acting chops, and I rooted for him to get home. Uh, there is one scene where he does poke a hole in his suit in order to pro- propel himself through space. That got me a little yes. bit out of the movie, just a little bit, but that's not Matt Damon's fault that he was right. you doing it like Iron Man. <laughs> right. So that is funny because that is actually my number one is The Martian mm. because it is an amazing blend of science, just like straight science mixed with science fiction. And I thought he did it incredible. I mean, it's basically his castaway um, where it's, right. you know, him by himself for long stretches of this movie. And I think it is just excellent, excellently done. So Martian is actually my number one. Wonderful. My number one, as you may have guessed, is the Born Identity. I'm giving oh, it. Wow. Yeah, I am making this my just the just the first one. I think the the second one's fine. The third one gets a little bit worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Matt Damon as an action star, yeah, and the way that this movie is created, I think he may be my favorite. This character might be my favorite action star, Jason Bourne, which mm-hmm. uh, sadly has been sort of played out with a lot more Jason Bourne stuff. But the first movie, when he first like finds out that he has all of this uh, special agent skills, right, is is great, and his his face on like not knowing how he knows all this stuff, but he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, man. It's yeah, great. I'll I'll give you that. It is it is a great movie. He does a great job. You know, I had put when I was originally forming my top five, I had put Shooter, the movie, <laughs> in the top five. <laughs> you realized it was oh. Mark Wahlberg. You really have a, <laughs> a Mark Wahlberg, uh, Matt Damon uh, yeah. problem here. I, I almost put The Happening also, and uh, also Mark Wahlberg, not Matt Damon. Well, you would have been mistaken on two fronts there. A, exactly. The Happening's no good, and B, it's Mark Wahlberg. Unforgettable. That's what you are. Unforgettable.